welcome to episode eight of the Topic Tacklers. I'm Liam Dunlop, and I'm with Shane Bryant. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for listening. So on this episode, it, we are recording this on Thursday, April 29th at around 9.30 p.m. We're in the middle of watching the 2021 NFL Draft, and we found it suiting that let's talk about, we talked about NBA Draft Bus last episode. Let's talk about NFL Draft Bus this episode, Let's, but we're going to specifically talk about quarterbacks and really highly drafted quarterbacks that just didn't pan out at all. There's a lot, man. Like, we were making this list, and we want to chop it down to a five quarterbacks, and we were bouncing names uh, back and forth with each other because there's a lot of quarterbacks that turned out to be bust within, like, the top ten picks. Yeah, and we're going to start from furthest away. Like, we're going to start from 1998, and we're going to go all the way up to 2012. So let's start it off with the 1998 NFL's Second overall pick after a guy you guys might know as uh, Peyton Manning, who was one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And San Diego was like, oh, yeah, if he's that good, we might might need another guy. This guy might be great, too. And his name, as you guys are well aware, is Ryan Leaf. And he did not pan out at all. No. So just a quick stat to see or to show how terrible Ryan Leaf was, he had a 14 to 36 touchdown to interception uh, ratio. I mean, we go back to 1998 and everyone's tossing up Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. It happens all the time with two quarterbacks. And if they go number one and number two, who's the number one team going to pick? Looking back at it now, right? Obviously clear pick. uh, Peyton Manning was the obvious choice, but Ryan Leaf, man, like he had potential. He came in the game uh, playing for the Chargers and just ended up being trash, man. I don't know how else to put it. His first year, he went three and six for a record, got injured. His second year, he went one and eight, got injured. And his third year, which is actually on the Dallas Cowboys, he went four and three and didn't even start. Yeah, thing I'm going to say about that is everyone knew those late 90s, early 2000s San Diego Chargers before Drew Brees got there and then ended up being Phillip Rivers. They weren't good. That's why he was the second overall pick. He had nobody around him. So, like, you can blame one player sometimes. And as we've seen, he threw a lot of picks to very little amount of touchdowns. But he had no O-line. He had no rushing attack. His team was rough all around, but sometimes if you're a quarterback, you got to try to you have to keep the ball in play and you have to keep you have to keep your team on the field. That's just it. His rookie season, he threw two touchdowns in 9 games That's and horrible. and 15 interceptions. <laughs> two touchdowns in 9 games? In nine what games, are you what's yeah. going on there? I don't know. Man. You have the ball half the time. Yeah. He, you you either start with the ball at the at the beginning of the game or at second half. And whenever yeah. the other team scores points on you, you most likely, unless there's a fumble, you get the ball. So if you can't make anything out of that two touchdowns in nine games, are you are you kidding? So That's if, garbage. to go back to his past, he's from Washington State, which has never been known as a football school. He was actually the Pac Ten offensive player of the year. He actually made first team the first team All-American team over Peyton Manning, surprisingly. Hmm. So he was really talented out of Washington State. 
in his uh, Heisman finalist year, he threw for almost 4,000 yards. He threw for 34 touchdowns, only 11 picks. So how are the Chargers supposed to know that this guy was going to be a, a interception-happy quarterback? That's just it. I mean, it, it, it goes to show that there's so many quarterbacks that can be like um, amazing in college and they just don't pan out in the NFL. And that, like, he's just the first person out of this list. And it all has to do with that. The, the hype was around them. The, um, the stats were behind them in college. Like they were playing well, their film was great. And they just, they're not panning out in the NFL. Like everyone thought they would. He was a monster. He's six foot five, 235 pounds. So even if you see him walking around today, you could tell that this guy was a former athlete for sure. But then what happens to these guys once they, they have the top of tops and then they have the the bottom of bottoms. He ended up getting in trouble with the law. He ended up having uh, legal troubles involving drugs in 2010. He got ten, only 10 years probation. Like that's a long probation period, but no jail time. And then he pleaded guilty to felony burglary and drug, drug possession back in his hometown of uh, in Montana. And then, yeah, he ended up getting he ended up serving a seven year sentence in state prison in 2012. So he he got released in 2014 because I guess he was he was like good. Yeah, he was offering to go to sober living. Oh, OK. And he was. Yeah, he must have been. What do they call it? Um, like good behavior. That's it. Yeah. Released on good behavior. So. Seven years to two years, that's not bad. Yeah, if you get five all. years cut like, off your sentence, then you're doing something yeah, right. Yeah, that's but, just it. But it's just it's just crazy to see a guy go from Heisman candidate, second overall, to pretty much only having a, a two, three-year career in the NFL and not a good one at all, as we've talked about with the stats, and then going downhill to the drugs and to the stealing. and it's just, It is sad to see. Yeah, there is actually a, a pretty funny story about him so he did try uh coaching a little bit um but he got fired because he tried to buy prescription drugs off one of his players <laughs> oh man like are you kidding me like whoever the narc was on that team just what it was happened? probably the player yeah he was guaranteed the player that was narking him out but, yeah. but still yeah, as you said, his stats were not good. He missed all of 2019 or 1999, excuse me, due to injury. So he was injury prone. He was interception prone, and just unfortunately for him, he just he just couldn't do it. This next guy, he he was a he was a bit of a nicer guy, but another another player that, as Cleveland Browns fans know, if you draft a quarterback in the first round and you're on Cleveland, ten times out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna work out, and this is Tim Couch. Tim Couch is another big boy, six foot four, two hundred and twenty five pounds, coming out of Kentucky. First overall pick in nineteen ninety nine, and who was he drafted over? There was there's some there's some Hall of Famers there, Shane. Yeah, so that nineteen ninety nine draft, that's a hard quarterback draft. Looking back on it now, these quarterbacks, um, there was two that only made uh, Pro Bowl, and but. I mean, players in general, you have two Hall of Famers like that are on the big board top uh, 10, and that is uh, Champ Bailey that went number seven, and Egg... Edron James. Yeah, Edron James Edrin went four, James. and he was, he was low-key really, really good for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, both those guys made the Hall of Fame. So as you were saying, the two quarterbacks that made the Pro Bowl, Donovan McNabb went second overall, 
and Dante Culpepper, who had a decent career with the Minnesota Vikings. The yeah. Pro Bowler, yeah. So he went 11th, but there was another guy named Akili Smith who went third. I've never even heard of him before. I don't know who he is. Um, also, a guy named uh, Cade McGown went to the Bears at number 12. Yeah, he was a big bust, too. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't know. Dante Culpepper, he's not a bust, but he just wasn't fantastic. Also, they're trying to replace the um, Cunningham days, right? Absolutely. So, that's, it was it was hard. There's a lot of um, pressure behind Culpepper, but he did make a Pro Bowl. So, I mean, hey, he's a lot better than Tim Couch. <laughs> yeah, Tim Couch, if we want to talk stats, he, he threw over 11,000 yards career. But that's in five seasons, so that's only like an average of like 2,000 yards a season. He threw for 64 touchdowns to 67 picks, so he, was, he wasn't he was great. He, he had a career rating of 75, but he won rookie NFL Rookie of the Month, October 1999. <laughs> and Offensive Player of the Week, <laughs> September 22nd, 2002. So, um, yeah, he, he wasn't good. No, he so he played five years uh, for the Cleveland Browns, um, a combined record of twenty two and thirty seven. He brought him to the playoffs one year after posting an eight and six record, uh, but he also threw eighteen touchdowns and eighteen interceptions that season. So, I mean, if we're gonna go um, like the same amount of touchdowns, the same amount of interceptions, I'm taking Jameis Winston. <laughs> the thing with Tim Couch is because he. It seems like we've seen this with like Tim Tebow and like if you're if you're a decent personality and you make good conversation with the media, you you might be able to get a job even if you weren't a great player. And we see he's he actually works for Fox Sports South and he actually has a, a weekly show called SEC Gridiron Live. And he, he does actually call some uh, preseason games for the Cleveland Browns. He was doing that back in 2018. I'm not sure if he still is today, but made a little bit of a career out of football out of after it. And even though he couldn't make quarterbacking, he probably still made a decent bank. Oh, for sure. And like you said, if you're a likable character, then like the organization is probably going to hire you for something. Yeah, if, and not? if you know your stuff too, like he was a good um, quarterback in college. So like, it's not that he doesn't know football, but it just wasn't, didn't pan out in the NFL. Right. And That's just like, it is. just like Ryan leaf uh, were these Cleveland was a Cleveland Brown team in 2002. Good. Or 1999 when he got drafted? No. no. Of course not. No, they were horrible. They haven't been good since last season. Yeah, literally. So, <laughs> we, they, I think that was, yeah, that was the last uh, year they made the playoffs was with Tim Couch as their quarterback. 1999. I think so. That's horrible. Yeah. Like but then I'm, they made it this year, I'm obviously. trying to think. I don't think any of those, like, random quarterbacks brought them. Because the Ravens and the Steelers were too dominant. And then the... The Bengals were really good um, in those like Andy Dalton prime days as well. They were making the playoffs um, with uh, the Steelers and the Ravens. We we're getting like three people in the division making playoffs every year. It's crazy. Yeah. Same so, this year. so as we see, like, there's a lot of top overall guys that get drafted, and not a lot of them pan out. Like we said, Ryan Leaf was number two, but imagine the Chargers lost a couple more games and they got Peyton Manning. Yeah. But Tim Couch, there was like if they had Donovan McNabb, maybe they would have been different because Donovan McNabb was good. He made he took them to a Super Bowl, the Eagles. But then we have this other guy. So in two thousand two draft, we had David Carr, who we most 
most likely know because his brother Derek Carr plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. And David Carr just came out of Fresno State. Another pretty big boy, 6'3", 215. He just he didn't have it. He didn't have it. And he didn't really show that much in in college for me. Like he, he wasn't even up for the Heisman. He won the Sammy Baugh Trophy and the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. I don't even think these are given anymore. And he he didn't even make he wasn't even an all American. I don't know what happened here. Like how the hell did he get drafted first overall? I don't know. And you you said it when we were talking about Ryan Leaf. Um, how he went to like Washington State. It's not a football school. Fresno State. Okay, it is a football school. Their main focus is football. They're the best at football. Um, probably in like all their main programs. But like you're drafting quarterbacks out of essentially no name schools, man. Like these are not big schools. Tim Couch, same thing. Kentucky. That's not a football school. It's never been a football heavy school, and these teams are taking shots on them. So, to go through his stats a little bit, um, 65 touchdowns, 71 interceptions throughout his career. He played for the Houston Texans for five years with a combined record of 22 and 53. That's horrible. That that's a really that's a really bad number there. And he actually has he has a record. He has an NFL record. I didn't know that. Most sacked quarterback in nfl history in one season oh my god guess the number of times he got sacked in his rookie season 2002 uh, most uh, most in nfl history okay i'm gonna go with 16 games remember 16 games i'm gonna oh my god man i'm gonna go with 59 76 holy okay shit. so let's do quick math here 76 divided by 16 so that's pretty much six Six sacks a game in your rookie year wow. as the first pick ever for the Houston Texans. Welcome to so the remember, league. remember, this is an expansion team. So again, he's not going to be good. He had 21 fumbles that year. Well, when you get hit sacked 76 times, you're not going to see most of them coming. So he only lost seven of them. So that's respectable. But yeah, not good. 15 picks in his career. His career rating 74.9. Very, very pedestrian. He he obviously wasn't a good running quarterback. He ended up getting like thirteen hundred career rushing yards. He actually has a Super Bowl. Yeah, he got one with the Giants. Yeah, when they won, he was a backup for the yeah. for the Giants. Good for him. He's a ring. Hey man, he actually played. Um, or he actually had a ten year NFL career. Like that's not, um, an easy task, man. Like ten years in the NFL. I don't care if you're a backup, like. That's good, man. That's a good uh it's a good lengthy career. It I mean, as a number one overall pick, he should have performed way better. But at the end of the day, man, this is why he's on our list, because he's a bust. Yeah, he's a bust. Going back to his college days at Fresno State, as you were saying, like Fresno State they're they're known for their football compared to their other sports. He had forty six touchdowns to nine picks. So he wasn't playing against like the top of the top. Like this isn't an SEC team or a Big Ten team. Like this is Fresno State, but but still, forty six touchdowns and nine picks. That's why he was first overall. But yeah, as you just said, Shane, he just he just didn't work out. No, 
And his brother went to Fresno State as well. Yeah, they both went to yeah. Fresno State. That's right. And, uh, well, him, hey, man, his brother's a starter. Yeah, he's making a lot of money, too. He, just he is making a lot of money. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's spectacular, but he's good. He's it, not it, He's not bad. It's tough in this quarterback. Like, it's, it's huge. There's a huge amount of quarterbacks nowadays. Like, where it's tough to even crack the top 10 in best quarterbacks. And uh, this next guy... He didn't even crack the top. I think while he was in the league, I don't even think he cracked the top 35. He cracked the top 10 in rookies making the most money. Yeah, he was one of the first. So we're talking about Jamarcus Russell here. And he he was one of the first guys to sign like a big guaranteed contract coming out of college where he came in and... He was just a bust. Like I remember when he got drafted, six five or six six two sixty. He was an Alabama Mister Football in high school. He was a national champion at at uh, LSU. He was first team All SEC. He won the Manning Award, and he only had a three year career with the Oakland Raiders. I remember when he came out of LSU, and I watched him play in that BCS championship game. I thought he was a monster. And during his Pro Bowl, he was or Pro Day, he was throwing like 65 yards on one knee, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, I've never seen arm strength like this guy. This guy's gonna be a stud. This guy's gonna be unreal." And Shane, tell us about a couple of his stats. And, yeah, so I'm gonna include this in his stats because, like, this is the only reason I like Jamarcus Russell is because. He looked out from him for himself, man. This contract we're talking about, he signed a six-year... This is when he was a rookie. He signed a six-year, $61 million contract with $32 million guaranteed. Yeah. He got $32 million to play three years, bro. Good That's him, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to dive into his uh, very disgusting stats, we got... Uh, like you said, a career season or a career of three seasons. He played uh, 31 games. He only started 25 of them. Uh, 18 touchdowns to 23 interceptions. Like his overall record was seven and 18. This is all for the Oakland Raiders, by the way. Uh, like I don't even know, man. His his quarterback rating was in his rookie season 19.8. His second year 29.2. And his third year, 20.7. His quarterback rating? His quarterback rating. That's that's brutal. That's awful, man. Like, how are you not like that? I don't even know how to say that, bro. Because you're having seasons like your um like your third season where you're throwing three interceptions and eleven or yeah, sorry, three touchdowns and eleven interceptions. Like you're gonna put up a twenty QB rating for the season. Or your second season, which is, in quotations, your best season, you're throwing 13 touchdowns and 8 interceptions and only throwing 2,400 yards with a 53% completion. That's... In 15 games, you only threw like, 2,400 yards. That's bad. That's bad, man. That's not even 200 yards a game. No. And he finished with a 5-10 and 10 record that year. Yeah, he... he, ugh. he, he was He's the biggest bust here for me because we saw him... We saw him throughout all of LSU, and we saw, we thought this guy was going to be incredible, first overall, and it just 
it just didn't work out. We thought he might come to the CFL because a big arm like that in on the wide fields of the CFL, why not? I don't know what he was doing, but I guess he just rested on, I know I have money in the bank. I don't really need to play football anymore. I might as well just sit on my butt and get arrested for scissorp. That's exactly it. I would like to put a note in here that uh, the quarterback rating I'm talking about is ESPN's quarterback rating. Oh, okay. So if you want to compare it to like the, the NFL's quarterback rating, we have uh, rookie season 55.9. Horrible still. Second year, 77.1. That's his best season. And his third year was 50 on the dot. So, I mean, you're not even hitting like 90s, man. Like That's not good at all. Yeah, that's that's way below average, especially, especially that 50. 50 on a quarterback rating. The max quarterback rating you can get, I think, is like 158.3. Yeah. So not even to have a third of that, that is, that's brutal. I wonder what the ESPN quarterback rating is then. They just hate on him then. They must. <laughs> They're I don't like, know. Eh, we don't care about their normal QB rating. Jamarcus been... Russell sucks. Exa- yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's been calculated since 2006. So. Okay. Whatever. So, yeah, as I was saying, Jamarcus Russell in 2010 got arrested for having uh, – as we know it on the streets, scissorp, uh, <laughs> codeine syrup without a valid prescription. He he got arrested, but and this was during his career, or this is right. This is probably this is pretty much what ruined his career, right? Oh yeah. So he he just came in, had a horrible horrible career. Again, these Raiders teams sucked. These Raiders teams were brutal. But what do you say? Like if if you only have a three year career. What happened? Like, why? Why did nobody even want to take a chance? Did he even get a, like a professional tryout after after the season? I, after his third season, yeah, I don't, I don't see, think I don't so. See it. No, he had weight issues. Yeah, it said one time he weighed three hundred pounds when he was trying to work out for some teams. Yeah, that's that's way too heavy, man. I think no, he didn't even make practice squads for any of them. No, I know that's what I'm saying. I don't see, like even looking on like his Wikipedia and like his Pro Football Reference. He he didn't even have a tryout. No, nobody even gave a shit about him after, and that's crazy. That multiple people gave shits about him to, for him to go first overall, and then after three seasons, they just completely gave up. Yeah, I mean, it's just like everyone in this list. The hype was around him, man. Not so much maybe. Um, the Dave, the David Carr, who we just talked about, but the hype was around Jamarcus Russell. He came from LSU. It's a football school, right? Like he threw tw- uh, fifty-two touchdowns in his college career with twenty-one interceptions. Yeah, that's, that's great. A, that's really solid. That's good. And and the thing is, we were talking about the last two, and we were talking about how poor their draft classes were. This was the complete opposite. Second overall, Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Third overall. Future Hall of Famer Joe Thomas, who just retired from the Cleveland Browns a couple years ago. Form future Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson went seventh. Future Hall of Famer Patrick Willis went eleventh. Future eh, maybe Hall of Famer Marshawn Lynch. He's on the cusp for me. Twelve. If if he goes into the Hall of Fame, it's more because of his like I don't want to say like memes and like highlight videos, and but yeah, like yeah. his his kind of like social media um humor presence yeah if, in a way and that big run that everyone knows right the yeah mode run. oh yeah Darrell Revis went 14th I have him in the hall of fame he was one of the best lockdown corners of that generation and then there's the there's so many like if you go on their wikipedia just look up the 2007 nfl draft on wikipedia 
and they have like different colors for how they were. And it's like a little, it's kind of like a beigey if they made a Pro Bowl. If you just scroll down, you're seeing beige throughout this whole draft class. Like, oh, for sure. You're even seeing like Marshall Yonda, who's going to make the Hall of Fame third round. You're going to see, you like, you see a million different different players. Jamon Bushrod, who's a great offensive tackle for the Saints, he went fourth round. What happened? Like, how bad is the Raiders' front office to pick Jamarcus Russell? Over all these guys, like what were they seeing? <laughs> I have no idea. But when, who was the next quarterback drafted? Like we're like, let's keep looking here. Like the next quarterback drafted was Drew Stanton for the Detroit Lions second. So there was nobody. There was no quarterbacks. Oh, no. actually, sorry, sorry, oh, Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb. Sorry, okay. sorry, Kevin Cobb. Yeah, big uh, uh big difference there. <laughs> that ah uh, man. Yeah, it's it's just one of those drafts that it looks like there's a solid quarterback to be taken. The Raiders were in position. They uh, tanked well enough, I guess, to get him. And he's on the list, baby. You made the list. <laughs> you made the list. So we're going to move into our last person here on the list. And probably my favorite person to watch during his uh, college career. Absolutely outstanding. Um, we're talking about a Heisman winner. He, again, uh, was in the position where it was a one or two um, quarterback pick and who's going to go number one, who's going to go two. And who are we talking about here, Liam? One of my favorite players in college, too, out of Baylor, Robert Griffin III. Pure speed. Like, watching this guy in college was highlight reel central. Whether he's chucking the ball to, like, Kendall Wright deep or he just did it all with his legs and he made it all the way to the national championships and ended up, I think, losing to probably Bama. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably Bama. Probably. He won, he won Big 12 Offense Player of the Year. He won Offensive Freshman of the Year in 2008. He won AP Player of the Year 2011, Manning Award, Davey O'Brien, Heisman. Like, he was a stud coming out of Baylor, but. This was the big one for me. Injuries completely killed him. Yes, and he had injuries in college as well. He had a fantastic final season in his college career, but his first season, he um he played for or sorry, he uh played for the Bears, but he got injured and only finished with a 4 and 8 record. The, sorry, the team only finished with a 4-8 and eight record. So then you move on to his 2010 season where he actually put up great numbers. He put up 3,500 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions with 149 rushes for or sorry, 635 rushing yards and 8 rushing touchdowns. That season where he was able to play a full season, his first full season, they went 7-6. and six. So you have that full season under you for development. They move into his final season um, at Baylor, and he blows up. He's blowing the world up. He's all over YouTube, Sports Center, all this stuff. But everyone kind of forgot about that injury he had two years prior. So he went into the draft, highly scouted. It was him or Andrew Luck, right? And obviously Andrew Luck goes number one overall, which was a great pick by the Colts again. And... Yeah, the Washington, uh, back then they were the Redskins, but I'm going to call them the football team because that's politically correct and we're living in 2021 now. 
Um, they they shoot the shot with RG three, and like we said, man, it doesn't pan out. He had a great rookie season. Yeah, fantastic. I was gonna say that. Yeah, he he did have an amazing rookie season. Threw for twenty touchdowns, five picks, hundred and two passer rating. That's a real quarterback rating if you're yeah. a rookie. Seven rushing touchdowns, but he had a lot of fumbles. That was his big thing. But he he only he didn't only lost two. He he fumbled twelve times, but he only lost twice. Thirty two hundred passing yards. He had that first two seasons in a row. Made the Pro Bowl. Was exciting in those Pro Bowl competition quarterback competitions. Mm-hmm. But then, as you were saying, reaggravates that ACL injury. Exactly. Uh, did it in the playoff game too, I believe. First round of the playoff game, and that was the start of it all. And. We, we never really looked back on him. Like it was very fortunate that Washington also drafted Kirk Cousins that draft in the third round or something, which was everyone was like, "Whoa, this is kind of weird." Like you just drafted RG three at number two, but that played out for them very well because he was actually a solid backup and became a starter. And now again, he's making big money, just like Derek Carr. Yeah, he's making he's making big big money in uh, Minnesota. But yeah, coming out of of college just looking at the even just the pre-draft measurables at the combine ran a 4-4-1 as a quarterback that's nuts 10 foot broad jump that's insane 39 inch vertical what i think rg3 should have done after he had that big injury come back give quarterbacking another chance and then pull a denard robinson for michigan and go to the wide receiver yeah why not try it out if you have these sort of athletic numbers where you can jump and you're fast why Why not not? try to why sit on the bench he still was playing last year behind uh lamar jackson he actually got in for a couple games because lamar got hurt so he's still in the league he's a free agent we'll see who picks him up but why not try to be a starter unless backups make decent cash so but don't you want to play don't you have that like mentality of if I'm not in the game, this is kind of boring to me. Yeah. I mean, now he's 31, so he's obviously not going to switch. But at the time, I do agree with you. You said it uh, with Denard Robinson and Terrell Pryor is another one too, where he played quarterback, right, for the Ra- or Raiders and then went to wide receiver. And he was on the Bengals for a bit. Uh, I don't really know too much else to say about RG3. Again, so much hype behind him in college. So much fun to watch. He ended up beating Andrew Luck out for the Heisman that year in 2011. And, yeah, you went over all his uh, awards and everything, Liam. He was, I mean, he's got a lot of plaques on his wall, that's for sure. But to go into his career statistics, we're talking about uh, 43 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. Not terrible. No, not Probably the Honestly, the best on this list that we have. What is sad about that? I'm just going to bring this up quick. So that's like he started for most of the games for his first two seasons, only started seven, then he tore his ACL. And then since then, he's only started in seven more games. But so 43 career touchdowns, that's how much some of these main like superstar guys are putting up in one season. Oh, yeah. So like that's it's true for a second overall pick. It's good for him. It's good compared to the rest of the guys we talked about today. But still, as a second overall pick, let's compare Let's compare his numbers to Andrew Luck's. 
And Andrew yeah. Luck, Andrew Luck has obviously retired and hopefully never comes back as a Titans fan because the tight every the time the Titans saw Andrew Luck on the field they lost. So let's let's just compare him to Andrew Luck's numbers here because Andrew Luck was not an unreal, like unbelievable. There's a clip. So if anyone wants to actually see a really good college clip, there's a clip you can type in probably Andrew Luck uh, forced fumble. And it's when he's at Stanford and he hands it off to his running back. His running back fumbles the ball. The other team picks it up and runs down the sideline. Andrew Luck comes and hits the defender who has the ball and he pops it out. And um, I don't know. I don't think Andrew Luck picks it up, but Stanford picks it up and uh, retains possession. It was absolutely outstanding. And I personally think if he didn't retire early, he He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he could have gone to the Hall of Fame. He would need a little bit of uh, bling behind him. Yeah, but he, need, he, he would need a ring. But he was a great quarterback, man. Okay, so let's compare this quick. So we said Robert Griffin III, career stats, career throwing stats, okay? 43 touchdowns, 30 picks. Yep. Andrew Luck's best season in the NFL, 40 touchdowns, 16 picks. His last season before he retired, 39 touchdowns, 15 picks. And that's coming off injury. So, <laughs> wow. Just, that's pretty much what RG3 did in his career, throwing wise, let's say. Let's just say throwing wise. Even though, surprisingly, Andrew Luck almost had as, many, as much rushing yards, albeit he played a lot more games than RG3. Yeah. But Andrew Luck did it in one season what rg3 did in his career yes that's insane andrew luck also didn't get drafted by a bad team <laughs> right the colts were only bad because peyton Manning left yep. or was injured and then left like that's it they weren't bad because they were they've been trashed like washington has been so long but hey man that's uh that's how the draft works you got to be last place and the colts had an awful season I don't know if I don't think they went undefeated, but they or sorry, yeah, I don't think they went like three, three and thirteen. Yeah, something like that. And uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, Andrew Luck definitely the right choice by the Colts. There's a lot of busts in this draft if we look at it. Trent Richardson out of Bama. Ooh. Everyone thought, oh man, he's gonna be a tank. Yeah, horrible. Justin Blackman out of Oklahoma State Ooh, was supposed to be like the bust. next big thing for wide receivers. He just Horrible. loved his. He just loved the weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the weed. Yeah, he was like Josh Gordon. He just loves smoking yeah. his weed. But now it's legal, so now he can come back. But I think he's a little late now. But there's yeah. there was also some incredible picks. So again, if you scroll down this list, a lot, a lot of Pro Bowlers, and obviously these guys aren't going to be in the Hall of Fame yet because they just got drafted ten years ago. Matt Khalil. Luke Keekley, Stefan Gilmore. So that's two defensive player of the years in a row, ninth and tenth. Don Terry Poe, Fletcher Cox, Melvin Ingram, beast linebacker for the Chargers. David DeCastro, amazing in- interior lineman. Chandler Jones stole the show last year with sacks. Dante Hightower, Super Bowl champion. Harrison Smith might be a future Hall of Famer. Like, list goes on. Bobby Wagner, like, Levante David just won a Super Bowl. Casey Hayward, Olivier Vernon, and then we look seventy fifth overall pick. I think they, I think Washington wishes they drafted this guy over <laughs> RG three, and we're talking about Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, Russell Wilson. Yes. Imagine, imagine looking back at that, 
Obviously, Russell Wilson wasn't as highly touted. He wasn't the Heisman winner. He was a, you don't know if this guy's going to play baseball or football. But man, imagine leaving Russell Wilson on the shelf and letting him go to Seattle in your own conference and just having him beat up on you every time you guys play. It's hard when you have two quarterbacks that are so good in college that you're not going to go reach and reach for this Wisconsin quarterback that like he played very well, but we're not, we're not talking about the like extreme performances that luck and RG three had in their college careers. But I mean, this is hard. There's going to be um, a constant flow of quarterback bus in the NFL drafts. When you see drafts like um, the 1999 draft, like we were saying, so many quarterbacks, and it actually is appropriate that we're watching this 2021 draft because we have so many quarterbacks in this draft as well. The top three picks were all quarterbacks. Do we think they're all going to play out and be superstar quarterbacks? One, odds are one of them is going to be a bust. And if we're rocking this podcast for (laughs) another 10 years, you're going to be on the list, bud. Yeah. You'll you'll make it, and there's already there's already past draft classes that we can look at, like recent. That's like I don't know if these guys are gonna be good. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Yeah, Carson Wentz, he just got moved over to the Colts because he's an injury prone guy. Jared Goff, the Rams finally said we don't think your arm strength is good enough. A couple years out of them making the Super Bowl with him, and they traded him to for Matt Stafford. Yeah, and We'll see how he does in Detroit, but Detroit's where players go to die normally. So we don't know. Like, and that was the first. That was a one-two overall, guys. Too. So yeah, exactly. Um, like yeah, the list goes on, especially with recent guys. Uh, Blake Bortles, number three overall by the Jaguars. Uh, you were saying earlier before the podcast this is going a bit back, but Matt Liner, number yeah. ten. That's a bust. Uh, Josh Rosen was number ten as well. So there's. There's only so much scouting and everything you can do, but some players do not perform in the NFL. And it has to do with what team drafts you, what system you're running with, and how many times you have said, if your team is even good, how many times are you going to get drafted because you're such a good quarterback to the worst team in the NFL? Like, that's not... That's not the environment to really show how good you are. Yeah, if you have nothing around you, like we're, we just saw Trevor Lawrence go first overall. Everyone knew he was going first overall from the last time he put a knee on the ground and won the national championship and then lost the national championship. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, how, how do we know he's going to be good? That Jacksonville team sucks, and yeah. I don't think just a quarterback is going to do it for them. But as we said, like if we're going to be if we're going to be on this – on this podcast in 10 more years, or we're obviously going to talk, be talking to each other in 10 more years. We might say, remember when we watched this draft and we can say that about most of these guys we've talked about. Remember Jamarcus Russell, remember RG three, remember Tua. You never know. You never know how how these guys are going to be. And, uh, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, this has been a great episode. This has been a really fun episode. And, Next time, I think next week we're gonna do an NHL one. I think we're gonna bring Dylan Spiro back because the playoffs are gonna be starting up. Yeah, I like that. He just started his 
own podcast as well. Yeah, the Dead Puck podcast yes. with our buddy Ben Mackin. So we'll do a little like collab with them. Yeah. It'll be good. So we'll talk with them about hockey. And yeah, thanks so much for listening to the Topic Tackler, guys. I'm Liam Dunlop. And I'm Shane Bryant. You can find me social media-wise on Facebook and TikTok, Your Guy Bry Official. Where can we find you at, Liam? You can find me on Twitter at Liam S. Dunlop. You can search if you're a big UFC fan for the Hammer MMA. And that's pretty much it. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next week.